0: Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills Podcast. Dag Heward Mills Podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Hewitt Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Hewitt Mills. In this Monday's message, Bishop Doug will explore another attribute that is likely to make a Christian do well and prosper, and that factor is knowledge. You will discover the significance that knowledge has in the life and ministry of a Christian and the ways that knowing more and having good insight can lead to you experiencing prosperity. Today, Bishop Doug will teach you five ways that knowledge can cause you to be someone who is likely to be rich and not poor. Find out why it is essential to know more and to have the spirit of knowledge after today's blessed word.
1: Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your blessing today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. It is a blessing to be here. And today, our offering time this morning or afternoon is from the book of Esther, chapter number five. And I want us to believe that God can and will. Help our lives as we sow a seed. Amen. Amen. Esther chapter 5. The year 2022 shall be a year of divine favors for you. Esther chapter 5 and verse number 1. Now, it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the court, the inner court. All right? The inner court of the king's house. Right. over against the king's house and the king sat um, upon his royal throne in the royal house over against the gate of the house and it was so when the king saw Esther, the queen. Whoever is doing this thing, make the font bigger. I cannot see on the screen, all right? Change, change what you are doing. It's not helpful. And it was so when the king saw Esther, the queen, standing in the court, that she obtained favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther drew near. Amen. And touched the top of the scepter. Amen. Amen. Now, um, Esther was the king's wife. And Esther was beautiful. All right? She's already been chosen. But the truth is, of life is that you need to keep being chosen you need to keep being chosen you know most people gear their efforts towards being chosen once do you see but the truth is that you need to keep being chosen over and over and over in life, the way life is. And that even if you've been chosen before for something, something good, for some kind of something important, you get it, something that, you know, was important to you, At a point You will need To keep being Chosen (laughs) Because life Is not about Once when you were chosen Once Life Is about Being chosen And being Appointed And being Selected And being desired over and over and over again. I am saying that the king stretched out his scepter when the king saw her, all right? It was so that when the king saw the queen that she obtained favor. Anytime you see the word favor, you can just exchange it with the word chose just to help you. You get it? She obtained favor. So he chose her. Because there were so many options. See, when you are a king, in this type of kingship, you've got a whole lot of options. You cannot bluff the way some of the Christian wives bluff. Yeah. But they feel they are the only ones nobody you cannot be replaced so they have a whole lot of attitudes a whole lot of funny behavior it's, it is the monogamy that have given rise to pride in Christian marriages and attitudes oh yes oh yes but this one Esther, even though she had won a beauty contest before it's not guaranteed that she would be chosen for whatever. Or he would like her. I like you last year. I don't need to like you this year. I like you last time. I don't need to like you this time. But what people don't realize is that in, in normal life, you see, if you have a shop where you sell plantain, you sell plantain chips, you sell sardines, you sell oil, You sell whatever. People choose your shop this year to buy provisions from you, to buy rice from you. They need to choose you again. If they don't choose you next time, even though they chose you last year to buy your rice, this COVID season, they didn't choose your shop. The point that I'm making is that favor is something you need Again and again. Yes. And Esther really needed favor because um, the king's mind was not on her. The king's mind was not on her. He had his own issues. But she had her issues to do with, what is his name, Mordecai and the Jews, which doesn't concern him. It didn't concern the king at all. You get what I'm saying? Well, he's not a Jew, and I mean, hey, I don't have anything to do with Jews. If you have a problem, you got a problem. So, I mean, Esther needed to be, to be liked again. Okay. So, this coming year, I mean, our offerings from now and our prayers are directed towards the year that is just about to, today's date is what? 19. 19. So we've got like about 11 or 12 days more and then the, the year is over. Two years of COVID. Yes. Two full years. Yes. Wickedness of man have brought us to where we are. Wickedness. Inventors of evil things. Yes. It has backfired in the world. Yeah. Are you there or you are leaving? And what we are saying is that by the grace as you plant your seed today eh, you are believing God that you'll be chosen again. Yes. Always remember that okay, that you need to be chosen more than once. When I, when I go for a crusade, the people need to choose to come to the crusade. It's a decision what they will do, whether they will come or they will not come. And each time we have a crusade, they need to choose again that, oh, we want to come to the crusade. Oh No, they won't come. When you have a church service as a pastor, and people chose last Sunday to come to church they have to choose this Sunday that I will go to church (laughs) it's not automatic (laughs) so we prophesy a divine order of favors for your life in the year 2020 and we believe God for your life that just as the king chose Esther the first time out of a thousand women eh, even though that choosing happened some time ago by the grace of God you will have another order of favor and another chance to be chosen and another chance to be liked in the year 2022 In the name of Jesus Christ, the power of God will affect you, and your seed will lead to a divine order of favor and of being chosen again and again and again by the grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen take your special seed this morning and we are believing God how many need a special look give me a special bucket I feel a divine order of choosing wait wait with your your basket I feel a special need to take a special offering this is just this is not the first offering but I just feel uh, take a piece of paper if you have and let us write in case you need I don't know maybe you don't really need something like that but if you do I want you to write on it don't write your name or anything but write something about favor that you need like Esther for the second time or the third time or whichever by the grace You'll be chosen again. I don't know what again it means to you. But write it on a piece of paper. Just a small thing. Whatever area of your life. And I'm going to pray with you. Especially on this prayer topic. That Lord yes send and grant a divine Order of favor. Now, wait. We are going to do two things. Bring the bucket. Yes, bring the bucket. This middle one, yes, is your special offering for favor. And I want you to sow a special seed. Hundred cities, thousand, whatever. Say, Lord, I thank you. I remember I've been chosen before. And let me tell you, if you are an artist of any sort and people like your, like maybe like Michael Jackson, they like you, you realize that maybe by now people are not really liking Michael Jackson, although it was a wonderful thing when he was. So that's what I'm trying to explain to you that you can be chosen very highly. But at the point you that you are not chosen. Everybody needs these multiple favors. Yes. And Esther had it. So today write it as a special request. This is not an offering. We are going to give the offering after. If you want to be part of this. But honestly it doesn't involve everybody. Just for those who need it. Let me pray over this special prayer offering. For a divine order of favors. Father. Thank you for everyone. And all those watching online, please. I know you are there. Sometimes I don't mention your name. But I know you are also watching. Take your special seat. Maybe you've been liked before. But you will be liked again. By the grace. Father, thank you for this divine order. All those watching online. And those on television. And those here. Thank you for a divine order of favor. We give you thanks we thank you that is going to result in being selected being called being chosen being summoned being wanted being desired again and again another time one more time an important time thank you thank you lord in jesus name we pray amen if you are part of this particular prayer put the topic here and then the money here so that we don't get confused the money is in the middle the offering is here and the prayer is in that one on the side sow a special seed on that and you'll be on the internet yes check on the thing there sow your seed and write it at home please write it down also and we are going to pray over it I know you can't walk to the basket, but you hold it when we are praying over this bucket of divine favor. Oh, yes. Maybe you are married and your uh, whatever chose you the first time. But now he doesn't want you. Do you see? Or you chose him but he doesn't, they don't, he don't, he don't, he don't want you. Let's believe God. You'll be chosen again. You'll be liked again. You'll be wanted again. You'll be called up again. You'll get a call again. You'll get a phone, a text again. You'll get a message again. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Everyone who thinks I've been chosen again, I've been chosen before, but it's okay. You you've made a, a, one of the fundamental mistakes. Do you see? And that mistake is a mistake you don't have to make. A mistake that once I've been chosen before, my life is made. No, 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 no. Life is made up of being called, being chosen, being liked many times by the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit. You'll be chosen, and you'll be chosen again. There is a song, I still like you. It's called I Still Like You. I remember that song. Where is she? I'm sure she can sing it. I Still Like You. Are you the person who sings it? Oh, yes. thank you thank you oh yes mm. Father, bring the buckets, all of them up here. Put it up here. Everybody stand up. And let's pray together. Bring it here. Here. Put it here. Father, stretch your hand. I pray over these prayer requests. In the name of Jesus, we've been chosen before. All of us, Lord, we have been chosen before. We went for interviews. We went for meetings. People liked us. People chose us. People desired us. Lord, our prayer today is that, like in the case of Esther, and for all those watching, like in the case of Esther. Lord, as we had that fantastic favor, Lord, you remember, when Esther was chosen, there were thousands of girls and she was chosen. Lord, it was a great and a glorious day. How great and glorious it is when you call us, when you choose us, even when you send us. But Lord, the years go by and we, we sort of are not really chosen anymore or liked we are no more a center of interest or attraction or favor everything seems to change everything seems to become from special to ordinary Lord we pray over these special offerings For everyone that wrote a prayer down here, Jesus, remember a special prayer is offered today. Your word says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you your word says in Matthew 18-19 that if two shall agree concerning anything they shall ask, it shall be done for them, it shall be done for them, so we lift our hands and we say do for us something wonderful we cannot do for ourselves, we cannot touch people's hearts and make them like us or want us, we know it dresses cannot do it faces cannot do it We don't even know what the formula is, Lord. But Lord, we look to you and say, let there be a divine order of favor. Favor again. Favor again. For all those who are part of this prayer and all those watching, all those who are part of this congregation, we have planted this seed and we thank you for a divine order of turnaround favors jesus name we pray with thanksgiving Amen. god bless you you tell your neighbor you'll be chosen again keep watching it's like a movie it's like a movie amen god bless you take your seats now you can put this down and it's time for an offering amen wait when the people have mixed it all up so they have to take everything now take your offering out uh, uh, ashes I told you this is not an offering this is just divine it's a supernatural move of the spirit for divine favor order of divine favors thank you for your mighty power and blessing in Jesus name take your offering out father I thank you for everyone who is giving a special seat today. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.
2: ¡Gracias!
3: Was so marveled at the works that God was using our father and the crusade. And I'm glad to announce to you that that same anointing is in the house. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said that same anointing is here today with us. And if you were excited when Jesus Christ rise up to your feet.
1: Day and for the blessedness of this time, this moment and this opportunity we have in Jesus name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Now just for your information we we are making I don't think it's a change but I just want you to know that church starts at 11 and preaching at 1 so that's the formula that we are going to be with so those who wait to come later are going to come after preaching but most of us come later so we're starting today so just be aware of that so you have two times to work with because in Ghana we need two times to work if you say 11 then you come at 12.30 1, 2, three, four. People can come even five hours late. All right? Now, today, we are looking at the uh, blessedness of um, likely to be rich, likely to be poor. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm giving you some things that if they are present in your life, you are likely to be rich and productivity is very connected to these things. Turn with me to 2 Peter chapter number 1. All right? 2 Peter chapter number 1. Beautiful. And all those of you watching online, hi there. I can see you. <laughs> now, besides, you can get a good view on YouTube as well. Television, Healing Jesus Television. YouTube is, I hear, is clearer, and is also as, now as cheap as as cheap or as affordable as affordable as FaceTime, right? FaceTime as a Facebook, all right. And besides, this giving all diligence. All right. Add to your faith, virtue; to virtue, knowledge; to knowledge, temperance; and to temperance, patience; and to patience, godliness; and to godliness, brotherly kindness. All right. Please. All right. To to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. Serena on stage, please. to brotherly kindness, charity, if these things are in you and abide, they make that you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. All right. Now, if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful. All right? These are two bad words. Isn't it? They are words that affect you negatively. Barren and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that means that Even though you knew the Lord Jesus, you were not affected and you did not become fruitful and you did not break out of barrenness, which is a desertification of your life. Now, if you've ever been to a real desert, you will understand why there's no grass there. The ground is powder. The sand is like powder. I was once at the Sahara Desert. I tell you, I mean, you, you, when you see the desert, you become afraid that it will, it will come nearer. Because nothing works there. So they try to plant trees and do things to prevent the thing from spreading. Because it spreads. It's, it's something. The, 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 the ground is Powder. It's, it's just not, it's not even like the sand on the sea or even like the sand sometimes we use for construction this, it's like powder, brown powder, I don't know what other words and you see that nothing can grow here nothing works, no tree nothing it's a something you know, and that is what we call a, a desert a barren landscape howling winds no fruits no water You know, and God is saying that should your life be like this after I have blessed you so much and I have loved you so much? No. When you come to know Jesus, all right, it is important that you become productive, fruitful. And if you are fruitful, all right, you are likely to be rich rather than likely to be poor. Now, the Bible says that if these things, which things? Certain traits, certain characteristics are in you. Are you watching the scripture? If these things are in you and abound, or oh, a lot of those characteristics, do you see? If they abound, they make you that you will never be barren, that is like a desert or unfruitful in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you look carefully, you see that it is the positive traits and characteristics that you have that really leads to your productivity and even lead to prosperity. In fact, where people have analyzed poverty and misery, you know, there, there have been studies on everything and there have been studies on poverty and misery. And the studies like to, why are these people poor? Why is this group poor? Why are they not flourishing? And the studies that have been done, not by me, but on the internet, you can check. Studies, causes of poverty or studies on poverty. You will see it will come plenty. And the main thing that they found from their research is that people who are poor and live in poverty and misery have certain traits and characteristics. Yes. They have certain traits and characteristics. That's why you find Ghanaians talk a lot on the radio. How many have noticed that? It's like Ghana is like a, a nation of commentators. And it's almost like we have about 10,000 presidents in Ghana. Everybody knows what to do. How many have noticed that? Everyone knows, I mean, the reason, the problem before, I mean, Charlie, what this should be done, this should be done. If if we could even just turn our pineapples into this, it should turn to this. If our cocoa, it could have become chocolate. If it's our oil, we could have used it for this. Our gas, we could have turned it into this. Our, our salt, we could have used it to refine the oil. Our days, I mean, we uh. are. <laughs> there, there, there are about, I, I even say is it 10,000? I want to even increase it to about 100,000 presidents. Or even knowledgeable people. And you see that there's frustration. Do you see? Uh A lot of frustration because we can see that there is no real good reason why we should be experiencing the level of difficulty and poverty that we see in our beautiful nation. True or not true. So, I am just using this scripture because Peter wrote that if these traits are in you, you never be, you can just simplify it and say, you never be poor, or you never be low, you never be unfruitful, you never be barren, you never be a desert. How many deserts are there here today? How many fruitful people are there? Only six. Oh, wow. Now, we have gone through some of the traits. It says, um, number one, diligence, faith, virtue, and then now knowledge. So, knowledge is another trait, do you see, that if you have knowledge. Do you get it? Do you get it? Yes. Hello? Yes. Hello? Yes. Yeah. If you have knowledge, you are not, you are, it says if this is in you, 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 are, you never lack. Yeah. If what is in you? Knowledge. Wow. Now, knowledge is um, an amazing traits and characteristic which is a little nebulous because everyone seems to feel that he knows something. Do you see? Yes. But in reality, we do not know much. Now, a couple of days ago, I was driving behind a truck right? And the truck was carrying, what was it carrying? Is that coconuts or what? Mangoes. Mangoes. Yes. Now, the mangoes, I believe, were going to the port. Do you see? Huh? The mangoes were going where? To the port. You see? Now, what were the mangoes going to do at the port? They were probably going to be exported. Now, as I was looking at the, because I was directly behind the trap, and I was thinking to myself that some people are exporting mangoes. Others are exporting Cars. It was a Kia truck. But there was somebody in the car who knew about how things look like when they are being exported. So the person pointed out that this one is going for export. That's why it's like how it was. And I was thinking to myself, wow, we are exporting mangoes. It will be fruits in Sainsbury's shop, Tesco's, and Walmart and other supermarkets from Ghana. Fruits from Ghana. One time I was in Switzerland. I went to a shop and they said uh, pineapples from Ghana. I think it was. I saw pineapples from Ghana. It was there. Yeah. Now, How to make mango juice or fruit juice. I don't know whether we export fruit juice. Knowledge. you see, if you only know how to harvest. But you don't know how to. Process it or make it into something. Even though you know something, you know less. In, I think it is Cuba, uh, um, uh, I don't know whether it's Cuba, I think it's Cuba, no, I don't know if it's Cuba, but one of these islands, the island has a west and the eastern side. One side has sugar cane and one side is tobacco. Is it Cuba? I wrote it in one of my books somewhere, huh? Haiti, or whatever. The sugarcane side is poor, and the tobacco side is rich. Because apparently, for the sugarcane side, you just, do, just beat it like this, and then you cut them off. The tobacco side, you need to know how to pick them. So it requires a scale. So that side is... Richer. The, on the same island. Depend on what they are harvesting. This was just brute strength. No particular skill is needed. Skill reflects what you know. That's why when you see somebody who has no skills, there is nothing you can do. It's a very sad thing. Yeah. When you go to the bank. You work in any place. Those who have more education rule over those who are not educated. Those who are not educated have to wear uniforms. And those who are educated at a certain level, usually they don't wear uniforms. I don't think the managing director wears a uniform. Does he wear a uniform? I don't think so. Huh? Those who make cars, how can you make a car? How do you do it? Can you show us how to do it? They are far, 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 far richer. And they dominate the whole world. Once you have knowledge, I mean, if we could make a car called maybe Kwame. Do you see? <laughs> Yes, it's like we we don't know anything how to make a phone. We don't know at even how to make. I mean, matches, wheelbarrows. I mean, we don't we don't know how to run a factory. We don't know how to run even a currency. huh we we don't know how to drill our own oil. Okay. Have it. Huh? Have it. I mean I'm talking of knowledge. Okay. Because if you don't if you don't have it, do you get it? It means you don't know how to do it. We don't know. I mean. Do we have a glass factory? I'm looking at the pulpit. Do we have a factory that makes glass? Maybe the race, I don't know. They can cut it. We can cut it, but we cannot make it. <laughs> so, the point that I'm trying to make is that knowledge makes people rich. Yes. Yes. cannot make a plane. We cannot make any spare parts at all. Every spare part we have to buy from abroad. We cannot make the parts, chips, we cannot make a computer. We cannot like we can't. Or oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Like, we don't know what to do. Lack of knowledge causes you to be dominated by people who have the knowledge. Yes. So, that's why we are always so excited to announce, oh, the white man, not just the, it's not really the white man, it's the man of knowledge is the man of knowledge has given us 50 million dollars. We can't make a, a vaccine. We cannot even know how to diagnose. Oh, yes. It's beyond us. Huh? Oh, yes. So, I'm just trying to advertise knowledge to you. That knowledge is a wonderful thing. And I will say that Ghana is one of the most knowledgeable countries in Africa. Yes. Huh? In Africa, in our world, we are reigning. You may not know. Oh, yes. We are are very... You see, even to run... A government to know how to elect to be in opposition. Because the job of the opposition is to oppose. They just oppose anything that's any everything that comes, even if it's good. Their, their job is to oppose. How to have all this and have peace and then elect change people? Have election. Another no, we don't like you. We we like this group. We like this group. We don't want these people, we don't want these people. I mean, as a nation, compare with who shall we compare with? Huh? Yes. On the left side or the right side or up above us or in East Africa where they are ready for war, for elections or south or yes. So, in terms of knowledge, Ghana is known for education and knowledge. I mean, we are, we are advanced. Oh, yes. Yes. We may not be making yet computers, but Ghana is the star of Africa. In case you, in case you don't know, we are the black stars. Yes. You people, you've not traveled before. That is why you are laughing. When I'm going for a crusade, I say, please come. When you come, you will see. You will say that, "Hmm, Ghana is an advanced country. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, please, um, you have to respect knowledge. Amen. Now, The main thing about knowledge is that everybody thinks they know what there is to know. But 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2, it's a very important verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2. Did I say 2 Corinthians? 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 2 says that, if any man thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing, yet as he ought to know. Yes. If any man thinks that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing, yet as he ought to know. Are you with me? Yes. Yes. So this is an important thing that you need to have if you are to develop this positive trait of knowledge. What is it? It is the the importance of knowing that you don't know. Some of the people who have gotten into serious trouble in relation to me and in relation to the ministry and in relation to even their work has been because people think they know what they actually don't know. Do you get it? Yes. You know what you actually don't know. And if you ask every child... You ask everyone at his stage and where he or she is, you'll find that everybody has an unconscious thought. It's very unconscious, it's subconscious. It's what you call in the spirit of your mind. Did you know that your mind has a spirit? Huh? The spirit of the mind. It's in the Bible in the spirit of your mind be renewed in the spirit of your mind yes that means the back of your mind that means the, the basis of your mind like it's running in the back of your mind that, that's, that's, that's why they have medicines that they give when they torture people and they want to find out things from them. They give you medicines and let you be seen Then when you are subconscious or whatever, then you speak. Then you, you reveal things and you say things which are running in the back of your mind. So there, there are medicines for all that. Because there are things that are at the back of our mind that are running in our mind. And some of them come out in our dreams. Some of the subconscious thoughts and fears, they come out. That's why sometimes, if you become very frightened, you can wee on yourself when you are sleeping. And you ask yourself that, why have you started wee on yourself when you sleep? Because of your fear. Do you see? That the thoughts that are running in your mind subconsciously and even whilst you sleep. And even whilst you sleep, many thoughts are going on in your mind And if you are to look at the eye of someone who is asleep at different times, the eyes move differently at different times, reflecting the kind of thoughts and dreams you are having. So we have different sleeps at different times. So we have what we call rapid eye movement sleep. The the eye is moving rapidly. And at that time, you are sleeping. And at a certain time, when you have rapid eye movement, you have certain types of dreams or certain types of thoughts as you are sleeping. So there are things running. This is the baseline. It's like music. When you hear music, you will not know that there are many things under the music that are playing quietly. And it all contributes to making what you are hearing. But if you are not musical, you will not know that this thing is in it until maybe we take it out or we take this one out or we take this out and you start to see that the music is becoming naked. Are you there? And I'm saying that at the back of your mind there are things running in the spirit of your mind. Ephesians 4.23 At the back of your head or your mind there is a thought that you know what you actually don't know. So until you come with a very humble attitude, do you see, you, you never really learn anything because the subconscious thought is that I know what he's going to say. I know what he wants. I know what he, he will be. I know what, what it's like. It's running in your mind, at the back of your mind. Many of the embassies in Ghana they know that many of us Ghanaians come to the embassies to deceive. Do you see? There's always a mind about bosses. The boss or the white man that is a fool. That we can fool him that's the that's that's mind we can fool him, we can say this, we can say that he will not know When you say your birthday, write this say this, you, you say this I'm from this and I'll say that I, so there's that mind that I can but it's, it's running at the back of the mind sometimes there's no reason even to tell a lie but it's like you, 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 it runs at the back of the mind don't, don't, when, when ask you ask your question immediately Say say something else. Well, the answer is the answer will not be harmful, but there's, it's running. It's, there are thought patterns and subconscious feelings and ways of thinking about things, and those things really, really affect us. And one of the greatest thoughts in our heads is that we know things that we don't actually know. And causes us to fall flat on our faces. It's like people watch our ministry. You watch me write a book, and you think I know what it is to write a book. Do you get what I'm saying? But you wouldn't even know what, it, what is, it, it, it involves. That, I can stand there and tell you that almost 40 million, or maybe even more, 40 million books that have been counted have been published by this ministry. You may be sitting there and thinking, you know me, and you know I know him. It's like this, 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 and that. And I know what? And I know this. It's, but they are subconscious thoughts. Those are, those are the dangerous aspects of you. This is that trait. Is that trait, do you see, that will cause you to be poor and to fall flat on your face. A lot of people have tried to write books too. Or to have churches. So, if you drive it, if you have, start a church, you also drive a Mercedes Benz. There are thoughts that are in people's head. Oh, the church, whatever. Oh, that he what knows. This, whatever. This, this, that. He's this and that. He's. I know him. He's this. this, that. Oh, these are unconscious thoughts. But that is the reason. It is not the thought that is conscious in your mind that is destroying you. It is the subconscious thoughts that are going on in your head. Because you don't even, you don't know me. And you actually don't know anything about the ministry. Don't know how it even works. Oh yes, because our crusades are like the bonky crusades. Our churches are several denominations. It's not one one church. It's not one denomination. When we say denomination, it's a series of networks of churches. Is that what you think it is? It's not just a word. Denomination is not the same as the word church. You don't know. You don't know. Uh-huh. It's what is destroying you. It's what is destroying you. Oh, I know him. Well, he will do this and you will do this and you do that. Oh, yes. Knowledge, truly knowing things, do you see, is a very positive trait being ignorant and also not knowing that you don't know is actually a wonderful danger yes it's a wonderful danger are you there or you are leaving so it is important before I make you to even desire to know You must try hard to um, fight the subconscious trains and rivers that are going through you about things that you feel that you know, which in reality you do not know. Yes. Yes. In reality you don't know. Even to be in the ministry for 20 years is different from being in the ministry for three years or for five years. And being in the ministry for 30 years is different from being in the ministry for 10 years. There are different experiences. Even though you think you know You don't know. Now, most of us don't know our parents. Like you have, you you don't know, you don't know him. Who are the good people in the society? Who are the bad people? Who are the thieves in society? Who are those who are spoiling, spoiling the society? Who are the bad people? Who are the liars? Who are the thieves? Who are the fornicators? Who are their daughters? All of them are parents of somebody. Yes, they must be parents of somebody. Yes, and, and where are they? They, they? they are people's families. And whose families? None of those families are in this church. Hmm. telling you that you don't know your parents. You don't know your mother. You don't know your father. Oh, yes. You have no idea. Yes. You are clueless. Some of you cannot imagine your mother in her groovy state. Yes. It's not all Children who grow up and see their mothers as their mothers were. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And many parents don't reveal themselves to their children. So, when you see somebody going forward without knowledge, oh, I'm going to marry. In my case, oh, my case is different. Are you listening to me? Yeah, it's Christmas time, so please listen carefully. (laughs) Six things you should know about knowledge. Number one, knowledge is so valuable that it is called a treasure it's so valuable that it is called a treasure Colossians chapter 2 and verse 3 in whom are hid all the treasures treasures of wisdom and knowledge let's read from verse 1, 1, 2, 3 for I would you would know what a great conflict I have for you, and for as many as have not seen my face in the first verse 2, that their hearts may be comforted, knit together in love, and unto all the riches of the full assurance of the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of Father and of Christ. In whom? Of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom. Knowledge. Knowledge is so precious that it is called a treasure. It's called what? A treasure. treasure. So, from today, uh, pray for the spirit of knowledge. You know in Isaiah 11 verse 2 we, we pray always for the spirit of wisdom, spirit of counsel, spirit of understanding and one of the spirits that we should pray for is the spirit of knowledge. Look at it. The spirit of knowledge. Pray that God will let you know things. The spirit of knowledge makes you know things, know facts, know truth. It makes you know. It makes you know. It makes you know. You know. You know the fact. You know the truth. You know the reality. That's how the spirit of knowledge is. And it is a great treasure. It's called a treasure. When we talk of treasure hunts, like the treasure that I've gotten, is the treasure of knowledge. That is why if somebody gives you a book that you can read, he's giving you a treasure. I mean, because I'm always praying for a book. I'm always praying to get a book that I can read, that I can understand, and it's blessing me. It's a treasure. That's why when I discovered the priest, not so long ago, I mean, I know, I've known him, but I started to listen to him more. It's like a treasure. It's like I'm getting the treasure, something valuable for my life. Oh yes. Oh yes. Treasures of knowledge. Treasures of knowledge. So what 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 Ghana would benefit from is not really maybe the money. Because you see, how much money can we borrow? And, I mean, how long, how, how, how much can you even get if the people are to even be ready to give it? Which they are not. But even if they are ready to give, how much can you collect? At a point it may not work. A treasure of the knowledge... Yes. When I, if I watch Bishop Oedipo in his church, do you see preaching? I, 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 I saw somebody making fun of him, like making fun of his voice. Oh yes. Yes. When I, when I, but when I look at him, and I see a man. Standing there, do you see? And he's got a hundred thousand people have come to church to listen to him. What occurs to me is that this man knows something that I don't know. I mean, I mean, we are all pastors. uh, Immediately, you have what we call equalized. Oh, but that's Nigeria. I know Nigeria is a very populous nation. You know, Lagos alone is the whole of Ghana together, and this. Most churches in Lagos are small. Most churches in Lagos are small, 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 small churches. Maybe you don't know. The man knows something I do not know. The reason why ex presidents are respected is because, eh? To be a president. Like to win an election. Look. Even if it is a strategy. <laughs> to have a strategy. You see, we were at Kroboduma. You see that it's a different kingdom. Ghana is made of kingdoms. So. We, we saw that we met with the chief of Krobo land in his palace. And then we were in Chebi. we met the Ochehine, Osajifu. Huh? Uh-huh. I cannot say it. It's bigger than my mouth. The Osajifu. In a mighty palace. And it's another kingdom. It's a huge kingdom. And when you just come down the mountain and you come to these people, they are speaking another language. And to them, nobody is their king. This is their chief. It's amazing. All these are part of the kingdoms. You have to convince all that you are the man. <laughs> to be a president, even, whatever, even if it is 1%, the person who has won before. How to even position yourself in your party for your party to choose you, for you to lose two times, three times before you win. Charlie, he knows something you don't know. That's why they're, all of them are President Clinton, Bush, this. Once you are president, your speech is $100,000. $100,000 to speak. No, $100,000, 1000000 million to speak. They know that there is something you must know that others don't know and couldn't know and didn't know and couldn't be there. And it is true. It is true. Knowledge is a treasure. It is. It's, it's worth more than the money. And it is amazing that in Christ, Christ, in Christ are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in Christ Jesus. And somebody may think, so this have to do with accounting? Does it have to do with economics? Does it have to do with War, it's all in Christ. That's why I will tell you the truth that I struggle to read any secular book. It is one of the greatest struggles to read a secular book. Because I've truly found that in Christ I hate I'm not saying I don't read any secular book at all. I've never read. No, that's not what I'm saying. But it's a struggle. In Christ, I hid treasures, yeah. treasures of knowledge, yeah. treasures. Yeah. If you go to Anakazo, I mean, we drove through the whole mountains. There is nothing like an acaso environment anywhere. I didn't know that. It was just recently that I, I, mean, I realized that. To even buy a land eh, in this Ghana, the person must know something that you don't know. That's the whole point I'm trying to make. Knowledge is a treasure. It's not necessarily the money. You see somebody married. Still married. After some years. Eh? The person knows something. I promise you that you don't know. No matter how you theorize about it from afar. Would they come and start? come and start. You come and start yours. That is what I'm saying that many of us young people, one of the greatest young people you can ever find is a young person who genuinely believes that the older person knows something and that older person should tell you something. That's a very great young person. So tell me, tell me. I'm sure when you tell me something, it will be have, I, I don't know. You tell me. Tell me what to do. Tell me what, what it is. That's a very, the intelligence has gone up. Why? Because the subconscious thought that I know has somehow been deleted. The person is thinking, tell me, tell me, I don't know. As against those whom you spread, and you see them strong, arrogant, with an attitude. When you give them, a right, mm, it's not like that. In my case, this and that and that. my father in law my father in law he used to employ white men with motorola's and control trucks he had a fleet of trucks transport company when i got to know him he had stopped all those things so when i started my transport business with one truck and I was going abroad and he told me pack your truck as you are going abroad I said oh no I said no to a man who has run a fleet of trucks has employed white men with motorolas in those days And has run transport business, has had accidents, has been to court, has even been to prison because of his tracks. And the man said to me, park your car as we are going abroad. And I, a, a head with nothing, there's nothing in my head, there's nothing in my head. I don't know anything. I say, oh, why? By the time I go and I come, I would have made so much money. And I, and the people that I have in my case, they are Christians. <laughs> uh, eh? That's what I'm explaining to you that eh, this is what is in our head though, that we know. So, I traveled. And the advice that he gave, which was just short like a sentence, I put it aside. Oh, yes. And I put my two guys in charge the Christians. (laughs) When I came back, when I went and I came back out of whatever for me. They didn't tell me what was going on. Oh, yes. It was the beginning of the greatest crisis. Oh, yes. Yes. When I went, the gear, you see, <laughs> the gearbox, the tipping motor, the tipping the track wouldn't take, you see, the tipper track goes like, this, and the thing for, the motor that does that wouldn't work. The gearbox wouldn't work. You know, by the time the crisis was over, I changed an automatic track into a manual. When I came back, we change an automatic track. We change it to a gearbox with gears and a clutch. We invented a clutch. <laughs> when a person who has run a fleet told me that pack your track and go and come. We changed and mo- do you understand automatically when you put it? It just goes. So we made a clutch. That is with a new pedal at Odona. We made with the, a, a, a clutch with gears. chain first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Eh? We invented and created it. was a man of knowledge and wisdom and experience just gave a word. I said, Oh, I, I sat with the, the, I can see my head like a balloon with air. And I said, no. Oh, yes. One day I was driving behind a car and I saw that written on it, pray for transport owners. Oh, yes, I understood it. (laughs) Treasures of knowledge. I visited a pastor and I saw his building I said, but you can never finish this one. You can never finish it. You cannot. You can never finish this project in your life. I know because I've started many projects. And by the grace, I've finished a lot of projects. When I saw, I said, oh, you can never finish this. You can't. Because I can know. Knowledge is a treasure. And your church members will insult you for stealing. You haven't stolen too. I said, you can't finish. So, it's it's, it's a wonderful thing. I pray for you that you will not despise knowledge. And that you will always be praying, Lord, please help me. Foolishness wants to take over. Yes foolishness wants to govern my life foolishness take over my life give me knowledge tell me what to do lord and i'll just do what you say amen, amen. sit down are you still here yeah. Number two, knowledge is a trait that causes you to live a humble life. Knowledge actually makes you humble. Yeah. James chapter 3 and verse 13. James chapter 3. Who is a wise man? Hmm? Who is what? A wise wise man and and endued with knowledge. Who? Who is? Who has knowledge? Hmm? Let him show let him show this treasure. If you you say you are wise eh, this is how it's going to be demonstrated. Let him show out of a Good conversation. No, but this is an old word. Good behavior, lifestyle. His works with meekness of wisdom. Please change the version. Change it to something else quickly. Yes. By deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. In the what? The humility that comes from wisdom. So actually wisdom... And knowledge produces a strange breed of humility in you yes when you actually know you actually become softer and more careful to hear more careful to listen more careful to not dismiss not careful to dismiss things you don't know why they are being said you dismiss things to your own peril you are dismissive to your own destruction But when you are endued with wisdom, you actually start to exude some humility. Yes. Works that are done. Let him show. Who is a man of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding? Huh? Look at the King James. Who is a wise man who is endued with knowledge? Is there any first lover who is endued with knowledge like this one really knows? He'll be the first person to say, please tell me what to do. Wow, thank you. Yes. He's, the one, he's actually the one who knows. He's the one who knows. Yeah. This church started in a classroom and has grown out of a classroom and it still exists. I've traveled to different lands in the world and started this same church, which is still being run by the grace of God as a family. If I was to say something about church and you, are, you have knowledge, you will humbly say, tell me something that I don't know. Yes. But not so. People are not, don't have the knowledge that produces humility. So receive. Now listen oh. The Bible also says knowledge puffs up. You see, that's. That is, hello, are you there? Yeah, knowledge, that's what? It puffs, it puffs up. Do you know why knowledge puffs up? Have you seen? this scripture, 1 Corinthians 8, it says, now as touching things we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge perfects up. Yes. But charity edifies." So here we see almost like a contrast. In one breath we are being told that Knowledge puffs up and makes you proud. And another we have being told that the knowledge that produces humility. Do you know the difference? The difference is that as knowledge increases, there is a point at which it produces pride. Do you see? But then a little more knowledge produces humility. So, so for instance, for instance, you, you may say, "Oh, we know democracy." We know democracy. We just have an election, one, two, and we choose. and You can do the democracy and you'll be overthrown in a coup d'etat. You get what I'm saying? Because it's true that you did the election and all that. But, you see, even though you knew and you thought, oh, we have a right to manage or mismanage our affairs. We are democracy, whatever. Our Ghanaians have a right to choose. We have a right to choose. You knew. And all you were saying was true. But it was up to a point. What we know now is much more than what we knew in 1957. So knowledge has, it's like as it grows, there is a phase at which you are filled with pride. Because it packs you up solidly. You are like a balloon. Because your knowledge is maybe about 60% or 70%. But as you go further, you know that you have made yourself a president or you have been elected as a president. How to stay in the presidency? It's also another thing that you will also realize. that it's, It's not just to have an election. Oh, yes. It's not just to have an election. So, in 1957... Ghana was, so, ah, we have a right over whatever they have, the parliament, we also have the parliament, president, prime minister, this, this, that, what, what, he, what, he do, we have this, this, 500, I think we have 500 million pounds or so in our bank account. By 1966, eh, when the Kosovo Dam was inaugurated in 1966, Ghana had bank account was zero. Yes, the pound, everything was finished. Because the knowledge was, yes, it was there probably up to about 60% or 70%. But there is some more knowledge that will make you cool down. Yes. So knowledge is like that. It's up to a point you get arrogant and you get irritated. Because you know, you know, as for knowing you know, but you know up to a point. There's some other things you don't know. <laughs> oh, yes. When I see Benihin having crusade. With thousands of people in Manila, in here, in Hong Kong, in this, in Belgium, in Italy, in this, in this. Even though I can also have a crusade. Yes, with my arrogance, I can say that I can also have a crusade. But there is something that he also looked a little further. Yes. Yes. That's why he, 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 he was invited to the funeral of the Pope. Oh, yes. Pope John Paul. He was there. When he opened the Bible and started saying, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. I can also do that. <laughs> but you see, it is not the same. There is something more. That's, that's the thing about knowledge. I can do this, and I will do it. 1957, we were sure of ourselves. Solid. We have a right to manage or our affairs. Have you not seen that video before? We have a right to manage or mismanage our affairs. Hey. All the pounds got finished. By the time President Rawlings was handing over to President Kufour, it was 10,000 cities to $1. 10,000. Now it's 1 to 6. But we started at, eh? Huh? 60,000. What do you mean? And the six, uh-huh, so yes, so the six is actually 60,000. Yeah, because we've actually we, we brought it back to one. It has increased to 60,000. <laughs> we have a right to run our own bank of Ghana. Yes. So knowledge is like that. It is Oh, I know how to do a church. Oh, what is it? I just hold this scripture and I'll preach this one. I'll say this and I'll pray for the sick and I'll do this. And then one, two, three, and then the church or the people will come and we we'll do whatever. Oh, I can just sing. When I just and I start singing who did do do? it, who, who do? You do? Who do, you do? Hmm. so knowledge? You can see James 3:13. The scripture says that let him show. No, no, change this one to the NIV. Change this one to the NIV. It says, by this done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The humility that comes from wisdom. When your wisdom has reached a certain level, you are very cool. Oh, yes, you are very cool. You're just cool watching. If somebody even says something, so, Please tell me. Oh, yes. Oh, what are the keys to a happy marriage? Number one, send love notes. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> go for love walks. Number three, are you the marriage counselor? <laughs> Take pictures. Number four, go for dinners. Number five, spend money on your... Spend some money. (laughs) Spend some money. These are the keys. So you you look at somebody who's having a difficulty in his marriage. And you say, but why? There are seven principles. If anyone follows these seven principles, his marriage is going to be whatever is going to be flying high on the moon. And why are you having difficulty in your marriage? I mean, are you following these principles? These are seven steps to an excellent marriage. Huh? Wow. You better shut your big mouth eh, before you discover something you don't want to discover. And you look at your parents who are not even talking. And you, you start to condemn. And you say, oh, daddy is like this and that, or mommy is this and that and that. Of oh, daddy is this and that. Usually, the daddy is the one who is some way. Oh yes, you don't know till you find out. There are many ways that you find out when you. That's when you read the scripture, where the angel had to find Joseph, and say to him, "Fear not to marry this girl." You know that there is a fear in marriage. For an angel bah, to say, fear not. Hey, there is something to fear. <laughs> so it is this when your knowledge is up to those seven points, which is about 60% of the knowledge that you talk in that way. Oh, yes. And when your, when your knowledge starts increasing further, then you realize, when you see people in difficulties, They realized that, oh no, there are different types. Oh yes. One brother, he traveled, and when he came back to his, his home, the reception that he had, when you even hear the testimony of the reception that he had you say to yourself, wow, woozy. Wow, woozy. wow what? Woozy. Wow. <laughs> the reception. Welcome. The welcome that he had. Okay. Okay. That is somebody who has received counseling. And then you, when you, so you say to yourself, ah, you see now, When people receive counseling, they behave like this, they behave like this, they behave like this. Everything is beautiful. Till you meet another person who also tells you this person had all this counseling. And when the person came, the reception that they had is like somebody who is boxing and he goes to his corner, when the bell goes, bling. And he goes to his corner and he sits down. And then they pour hot water on him and he jumps like that. (laughs) And you know that there are different things. Oh, yes. And there are different opinions. One day, a brother wanted to divorce his wife. I told him, no one will believe you when you divorce. Don't waste your time. No one will believe you. They will not believe you. Oh, yes. That's also something you, you, you also find out. People will not believe. One person said, I have not heard this type of story before. So I said, yes, there are stories. I said, don't waste your time. They will not believe you. Wow. You can even show them a video. They will not believe it. When they see the video, they say, no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, it is when your knowledge is up to, let's everybody say 60-70%. That's about independence time.
3: Yes, yes, yes. It's
1: around independence. The knowledge goes a bit more, then you know that we have cool makers. Yes, we have cool makers who are coming, that people are having meetings and people are deciding now. Oh, no, Charlie, we no go sit down. Oh, yeah. Are you still around? I'm surprised I'm still preaching at this time. neighbor, what percentage has your knowledge reached? Huh? Everybody lift your hands and say, Lord, let me know more. Teach me more things. I am ignorant. I am ignorant. Thank you, Lord. Do you understand why we pray for the spirit of knowledge? Number three, knowledge is a personal trait, all right, that just you to be filled with grace and peace. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2. It says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through what through what through the knowledge of what of god and of jesus our lord wow wow through the knowledge of god and of our lord jesus christ now grace and peace increase you start growing in peace and in grace the more things you know about god Many people don't know much about God. So when we sit here, the devil wants you to be on your phone whilst I'm preaching, or to be doing something else whilst you are preaching. Because you don't know much about God. And the more you know about God, and the more you know God, the more you have peace. Even when you stand before a grave, you have peace. Now, that's not always the case. Increasing, Bible says, increasing knowledge increases Grief. Increasing knowledge increases grief, it increases sorrow. Look at it. In much wisdom is much grief. And here that increases knowledge, increases sorrow. Why is that? You see a family, the father is dead, or the mother is dead and the children will be outside playing, playing games, playing football, playing basketball, because they don't know what it means. Three years old, five years old, they don't know what it means. But the more you grow, the more yours. Increased wisdom makes you sad. That is why you see people at weddings, especially these starchy weddings, starchy, stiff weddings. You see them sitting there like statues, looking almost scornfully at the proceedings and they look at when you be saying the bows and they'll be <laughs> increasing knowledge increases grief oh yes that's why we sign when we sign it we make it like we are doing something like celebrating something we are going to sign that there will be a song and we'll be dancing it is one of the saddest parts Of the wedding to sign the register. It's like nobody can be trusted here. Come and sign. Your words are meaningless. Come and sign. Increasing knowledge increases grief. But, so that's not really the knowledge I'm talking about. And in fact, as you grow, you become. Cooler and said, "You know, do you know that I've actually met? I have some pastors who used to be sanguines and have turned into melancholics. Now, I cannot lie to you. I mean, I know them. There are people I know. I can mention. They come to my mind now. They were originally sanguines. I'm telling you, they were. They they are sanguines. That is their personality and their temper. They are original sanguines." laughing, always happy they are the joy of the occasion when they are present there is always something to be happy about and you just look at such people full of laughter, happiness joy, today you see them quiet I mean, they are just quiet like this hey, what is wrong with you? what is the problem? there is no problem at all his temperament has changed knowledge has increased the grief and the sorrow in his life But grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God. Sometimes it's only when I pray and when God speaks to me and the knowledge of God increases in me. Then I calm down. Yes, I calm down. Grace and peace comes to me through knowing God and the knowledge of what God's word says that calms me down. Oh yes, yes. You know when certain scriptures, you know, Kenneth Hagin preached a lot about it. Is right, he he had he used to have this uh, what they call a prayer seminar. the verse that he uses, John 15, 7, you just start with John 15, 7. Yes. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. It will be done to you. When I say it, then I calm down. Oh, yes. Through the knowledge of God, One time, the Lord said to me, Luke 18, 1, he says, continue to pray. Continue to, it calms me down. Continue to pray. May not always to pray. (laughs) Always to pray and not to faint. Yes, he spoke it through the knowledge. It's like he was standing by me and telling me that don't stop praying about this. Pray about this, this same thing. That's when grace and peace increases in your life even though the whole world is boiling. Yes. Knowledge of God. Of God. That's why I'm most attracted to people that I feel know God. Like in a Hagin. Like somebody who sat with Jesus and spoke to him for two hours. It's like the most attractive thing to me. There's no human being more attractive than somebody who knows the person that I I want to know. I cannot see. I want to touch. I cannot touch. It's what is attractive to me. Oh, yes. He said, don't stop praying. You keep praying about the same thing. I said the same. He said the same thing. Same topic. Same issue. Pray. Wow. Wow. It's what calms you down. I I can't even imagine for people who don't have the knowledge of God, how your life will be like if you don't know more God. The knowledge of God in your life. what, What would you do? Yeah. You know, I've seen a number of people from beginning to end. they got into the grave and after they were even in the grave you see there's nothing in this world it will even increase your stress until you have the knowledge of God and then grace and peace starts to come to your life are you listening? oh yes oh yes how many want more, more of the knowledge, the spirit of knowledge and revelation? wow we are ending Knowledge makes you acquire everything you need. Oh, yes. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him, everything you need will come through the knowledge of him. Believe it. The more you know God, the more you are getting to know everything that you need through which you are going to receive life and peace. Amen. And number five, the last one. Knowledge is a personal trait that causes you to escape the corruption in this world. Amen. The corruption. Yes. Second Peter chapter 1, chapter 2, and verse 20. All right. For if after they escape, The pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And they are entangled again therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. And look at it. They escaped the pollutions of the world. The pollutions. The pollutions. Look at a nice person like you. Satan wants to pollute you. And spoil you. But you escape those pollutions through knowing God. Yes. Look at a nice person like you. Pollutions in this world. Go to Lagos and see the pollutions. Polluted to the nonsense degree. But you escape it. I said, you escape it through the knowledge of Jesus Christ and the knowledge of God. Stand to your feet. Tell somebody I am growing in knowledge. I tell you. Tell somebody I will not be irritated when I'm advised. There's something I don't know. How many are frightened by our 1957 knowledge that has led us to a lot of difficulties? We should have taken our time, isn't it? When we're getting advice and so on, like Charlie, take your time. You know, but you don't know everything. Or don't know a lot of things. Yeah, that is it. Lift your hand. Pray for the spirit of revelation as we come to the end of our beautiful service this morning. Father, thank you for the great goodness you've given to us. We thank you and we bless your holy name. We thank you and we bless your holy name. We give you thanks and we give you praise for all that you've done for us. Oh, yes. Father, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you for all that you've done for us. Take away from us that feeling that we know things that we don't actually know take away from us that stupidity that we know what we don't actually know we thank you for humility that you've given to us today we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus name we pray with thanksgiving and as every head is bowed and every eye closed If you are here and you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to pray with you. Maybe somebody invited you, but you want to give your life to Jesus. If you are here and you want to be born again, you want to say, Jesus, save my life. Make me a new person. If you are here like that, raise your right hand right now. God bless you. If you want to give your life to God today, Pastor, pray with me. You are watching... On the television as well. You want to give your life? If you raise your hand, you want to give your life to Jesus. Come to me in the front here very quickly. Come right now. God bless you. Just come, come to me. You know, but you don't really know. You know, but you don't
2: really know. Come
3: all the way to the front.
1: All right let's pray say this prayer with me say lord jesus close your eyes and lift your hands say lord jesus please forgive me for my sins i give my heart to you lord jesus please write my name in the book of life thank you for saving me today in jesus name i pray amen, amen. god bless you i want you to all follow the sign follow me and he's going to take you somewhere and pray with you again god bless you please go this way take your holy communion everyone watching praying lift up your holy communion whatever is called omicron delta covid corona Whatever spirit of fear, spirit of death, spirit of torment is broken today. Father, we thank you for the body of Jesus that was broken for us. We receive healing and health. We receive salvation and your blessing through the body of Jesus Christ receive your health, your healing and your blessing, the body of Jesus Christ now the blood may your sins be washed away may you be forgiven through the blood that washes you white as wool the blood of Jesus Amen Now lift your hands for your blessing May the Lord increase you and bless you May the Lord touch your life you free. May this be the beginning of another season of favor. Even as you were chosen before, may you be chosen again. Receive grace. Receive favor. You'll be chosen a year from now. You will remember today, the day that favor divine order of favor was released over your life father we give you thanks and we give you praise in jesus name amen god bless you you may be seated
0: god bless you for listening to this message visit www.daghewardmills.org today